I just got back from California. And while I was down there, uh, I was in LA with Justine and I was seeing all my family going down for uh, Thanksgiving. If you heard the previous episodes, you guys would have heard what I was going down for. Uh, but anyways, we went down and we were staying in this place called The Shop. Have I ever talked to you about The Shop? No. Is it a real shop? Yeah, so it's a workshop. It's a place where my dad, basically my grandpa bought The Shop. Okay back in the 70s or 80s and it's a bat cave it's a place where if the world has ever become too much for the pogue men in their family like <laughs> the wife's getting on their nerves yeah. or work's getting them down or they just need to go on a bender they'll go to the shop they'll lock the gates behind them and they'll just disappear yeah. for a few days anyways my dad has essentially lived at the shop his whole life he owned a home once when he was with his family, and then they divorced, and then he's continued to live there. Does work happen at the shop, or is it just a place to so it's a car garage. Es- escape it's, it's, the world? It's a place where my dad builds uh, vintage cars. You didn't answer the question. Does work happen at the shop? What or sort of it- work? <laughs> I don't know. Working on cars? Yeah, yeah, you work on cars. Okay, so you build cars. You people- build cars. And I, when I was living there, I lived there for like six months when yeah. I was in like 19 or so after I moved back from Portland. And I would play music there, and you could have the best parties in the world because it's in the middle of an industrial section in Long Beach, and no one is around. Cool. At night, it's just nothing. Yeah. And you can play as loud as you want. You can get drunk. You can do whatever you want, throw great parties. Uh, so it's it's like a 20-year-old's dream palace. Yeah. And it's funky and you can, all that shit. Yeah. So anyways, we go back now, and my dad's still living there, uh, but he was gone. He was on vacation. And Justine and I go there, and we're sleeping in the bed in the main office. There's a bed. And we're sleeping there in the middle of the night. And for whatever reason, I didn't know. There didn't used to be mosquitoes Mm -hmm. in California. I don't ever remember being stung by mosquitoes. I don't ever remember having bug bites. I don't know when they arrived, but they fucking arrived. Yeah, they're there now. And they're now here. And so we're sleeping in our bed, and we're laying down. And we're, we're getting ready for bed. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. And I'm in my covers, and I'm just sitting there thinking about the day, thinking about all the delicious burritos I ate that day, <laughs> how I got back from the Korean spa, all the good stuff, all the things I'm looking forward to and that have already come. And Thanksgiving's just around the corner. And I hear this little... It's nice when they actually make themselves known in your ear canal. <laughs> this guy, this little mosquito would just buzz around my ear, giving me the drive by. What's that thing in Top Gun where they buzz the station? Yeah, they buzz the tower. Yeah, they buzz the... So I was getting buzzed. He's buzzing your tower. I was getting buzzed. My tower (laughs) was getting buzzed by this Top Gun. Yeah. And so we found this electric fly swatter yes thing the the thing that looks like a tennis racket was that thing new or was it one from the 70s i don't i feel like those aren't used that much they seem medium dangerous this is a new one okay i mean i've seen someone put their finger in it's not intense okay it'll give you a little buzz sure it won't give you (laughs) won't give you a buzz buzz uh so anyways we find this thing and justine because she's getting bitten up i have this luscious olive italian hairy skin that more or less protects me from dangerous animals like mosquitoes and tigers sure but justine justine does not have this delicious olive hairy skin for good measure (laughs) if she did we probably wouldn't be together uh she has pale white person skin and she gets eaten up by bugs and the mosquitoes were going after her, which I was kind of, I was like, eh, at least I'm not getting bit. I got to admit, I'm kind of a bit of a dick when it comes to like that sort of thing. It wasn't a big of, as big of a bother to you. 
no. It was it was like, why go after me when you got this thing next to yeah, me? Absolutely. Uh, so they were off it, but he was giving me the buzz nonetheless, sure. just to let me know that if he wanted to, he could have me too. <laughs> um so we were getting bitten up, and this was the second day. Okay. The second day this was happening, and we found this swatter. And so Justine was sitting up in the middle of the night hunting for mosquitoes. And every once in a while, I'd hear her click it on and go, because that's it charging. Yeah. And then she would swat them. She would get them, and she would just watch as these little mosquitoes burnt into bits and turned on fire. Sadistic. With the, I mean, they they they... They needed it. Sure. They deserved it. They were buzzing. They Keep were they were flying that. with complete immunity. Yeah. And she was getting them. And she was getting pretty gleeful about it. Yeah. She got like four of them. Yeah. And we thought, how many mosquitoes could possibly be in this room? How annoying could we how annoying could this night be? Is it in a swamp? Are you in some sort no, of marshy it's, it's, wetland? It's yeah. right next to a freeway. Yeah. It's in the middle of the desert. It doesn't make any sense. And so she got four and we put it away and tucked ourselves in bed thinking there couldn't be any more in this What's room done yeah job and i was well just done. about going to sleep and i was i was ready to ready to just settle in for the night and all of a sudden and so i pulled the covers over my head and just slept like that in this little <laughs> hot globe. what's the what are those things called snow globe snow no oh. the things that you build out of ice they're supposed to retain heat. Igloo. Igloo. This little hot igloo. <laughs> because we didn't have a mosquito net, and all we had was the blankets. And so both of us were underneath this thing just breathing each other's air. Miserable. That's and, healthy. Until I, I developed this little porthole that I would breathe out of. That the mosquito probably went in my mouth. What an, elaborate, what an elaborate elaborate sleeping arrangement you made for yourself, only because of this tiny little bug. Because annoyance. Because of annoyance. We'll go through... Great measures in yes. order to avoid annoyances. Sure. But in fact, we'll inconvenience ourselves greater in order to avoid the apparent annoyances. Hmm. And that's what I want to talk about today. Okay. So what annoys you, Carl? Oh, man. <sighs> Dirty dishes seems to come up a lot, oh, right? Oh, there is no greater Where cause are you? for fights in Let's my house. Break it down. Break it down on the dirty dishes. Where I can't. You, you're the one who brought it up. Where do you, I know, but I, I want to know where you stand, so that so I know if we're in in the same company, if we could ever live together, if it ever came to that. I'm a strict misogynist when it comes to dirty dishes. <laughs> what is? I don't even know. What I that just means. expect Justine to do the dishes ah. for some reason, and she hates me because of it. We have yeah. had so many arguments yeah. because of dirty dishes. It's weird. And right? all I do some of my dishes, mm. but I always feel like I'm just doing a little too much. And I, I've never been. It's been. It's the most irrational place in my world. Yeah. Dirty dishes somehow evade all logic and all reason. It does. Have you have you worked in a restaurant in in service industry before? I was a rush time barista. Okay. For, for a time being, yeah, kind of fancy dessert place. I worked yeah. behind the bar, and every time I would arrive, it would be like six o'clock. So just as the rush would start, five mm. o'clock, and I'd walk up, and I'd be in my all black, and I would go to behind the the bus station or the, behind the bar where the barista station was sure. and this fucking chase chase was the new waiter he wasn't new he was the waiter and yeah. everyone thought he was really handsome yeah and he was such a dickwad oh, and i was just chase. starting jujitsu at this time yeah and i wanted to just strangle anyone because what happens is when you start to study martial arts you suddenly think you're a black belt in everything if only you could strangle the mosquitoes if only i could yeah so chase would just kind of posture around and yeah. tell me to get the fuck out of the way and i wanted Sounds to kill like him a chase but anyways Chase would always leave the back of the bar just in disarray. Yeah. I don't know how anyone could create coffee in such a 
such a disgusting environment. Yeah. So I would go back there and I'd have to clean the whole thing up and I'd get my station all ready. I was really big onto my I think it's the mise en scene, uh-huh. the chef's call. Sure. Their their place. Yeah. Their 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 spot on the line. Yeah. Like Anthony Bourdain talks about it. He's got his towels, he's got his spices. He's really he, he needs a lot of towels for whatever. He's got his knives. You're, you're making a lot of messes. You gotta That's, wipe that but, shit up. But if you keep that clean, yeah. you can you can cruise. Oh yeah. You can get in the flow state. But if it's in disarray, no one's getting their coffee on yeah, time. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, I, I was just watching Tommy Boy, the movie Tommy Boy, and there's a brief, a m- there's a brief moment in it where uh, Tommy, Tommy Boy, um, blames- Chris Farley. Chris Farley, the late, the late great Chris Farley, uh, blames someone for screwing up an order, and she's like the inventory person working on some computer system that looks like MS-DOS. It's just like a blue screen. I think they still have these in a lot of probably mechanics-type shops or whatever, but- old computer system that's just blue text on a blue screen and he was complaining uh that while her her computer system was actually hijacked by the great not late rob Lowe, uh he was blaming her uh messy filing system of of she, she her filing system was no filing system right like just piles of paper and that's how she keeps her documents organized and what have you but i don't think that's an actual as much as people try to uh, prop up that idea, and I say this having a desk full of old food and piles of other bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna that, hit you up for those. But I'm that I'm that bit. in in my mind I'm technically using though it's the actually just and the rubbing up. It's actually just garbage. Combo. Um, as much as people like to play that up, it was like, oh, I've got this system that that, uh, and as much as I play it up myself, that like, oh, I'm sloppy, but I work with it. I really do think that. The best system is to have everything neatly placed and organized, all your tools at bay where they ought to be, and then you have a nice, clean work environment where the you can actually. Best desk is a clean desk where you can actually do your bullshit, and and I found that with the with the bar jobs and the service uh, and restaurant jobs I've had, where it's like, uh, yeah, you you know you you don't really just leave piles of crap there and the, at the end of the night. And say it's not my problem anymore. And yet at home, and yet there's at home. always dirty dishes. Yeah, I I am of the opinion that I need my kitchen spotless mm-hmm. by the end of the night. I don't care what what we do during the day, but by the end of the night, we got to clean every dish, make sure all the counters are good, so that in the next day, yes, I don't feel like a clean I'm, slate. I don't feel like I'm putting on dirty undies. Right? Yeah, I feel like my socks are well. Shiny. As someone who's not uh, opposed to putting on dirty undies, I'm not gonna. And I'm also not orthodox, right? Like we just went through the. The, the holiday season with a lot of big dinners of people at the house and a shitload of dirty dishes. And I am definitely not that person that is standing in the kitchen while people are milling about, but the party's filing out and, and there's one person doing dishes. I say, fuck that. Oh, I say, that guy. I say, leave the dishes. Sometimes for, that guy. keep the party going. Do the dishes the next day. I mean, parties are fine. Parties, are, but I'm talking. You're not going to solve all weekday. your problems tonight. I'm talking like we cook dinner, we eat right. dinner together, then we're set. We're settling in for the movie. Yeah, but we got to do the dishes. Before. I get that, and I'm also not terribly orthodox on that either. And I'm also sounds like you like dirty dishes. I'm also well, no, I really don't. I can't stress enough how much I don't like it. You just aren't willing to do them. But ever? no, I. But it's also like, what do you, you know. Like you say, like how many relationships have been dissolved because of dirty dishes? It's not a hill I'm trying to die on, right? Like that's that's the ultimate point. And that, but also I see it as an extremely important thing for all the reasons we just mentioned. Um, 
it's it's very it's the most efficient way to use your space when it's not full of bullshit and when you can actually uh uh use your kitchen as a as a functional space and not something where you're where you have these obstacles set up and uh and and you're now having to work around them. So I definitely am annoyed by it. Uh I'm annoyed when I do it and I'm annoyed when other people do it for sure. Uh not so much that it not so much that I want to let it ruin life, you know? Not so much that I'm trying to ascribe other personality traits to it, you know, or like bringing in my own personal baggage into the reason why someone left a bowl in the sink. I definitely don't think that's healthy, but I feel it. I feel it in my my soul. The irk of, you know, cleaning up someone else's bullshit. Did you ever live in a, a big, dirty, smelly, like, dude house? No, never yeah. lived in the, but I lived in a small little studio yeah. where all I had was a single sink and no toilet mm. at the end of the hall. And so in, oh, between, yeah. in between pissing in the sink and making dinner, sure. I would often wash the dishes. Uh, because I found that if my We're sending bed, a lot of mixed messages about hygienicness and also peeing in the I've sink. I've always been more of a tidy person than sure. a clean person. Yeah, it's it's bizarre that there is a distinction, but there definitely is. This was is. first pointed out to me by Justine, uh. my first, I mean, live-in girlfriend. Uh, she's like, you're tidy, you're not clean. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be fine with dust kind of everywhere, sure. so long as everything's a little bit in its spot, uh-huh. and it's kind of pushed to the walls, yeah. but having lived in a lot of small spaces, like single studios yeah. or basement apartments or stuff like that, I really stress the importance of tidiness because it, it makes the whole place come together. It's like uh, it's like Lebowski's rug. <laughs> if you got a if you got a room and one thing sort of ties it all together, you need to focus on that one thing. Sure. And for me, that's the bed and dishes. Sure. And I might just be trying to control the world through the dishes and the making of the bed, but I always subscribe to the Navy SEAL statement. Sure. If you want to change the world, start with making your bed in the morning. Well, this also has to do with the high traffic zone, right? Like you're the, the this is this is going back to uh the the concept that we were thinking about on the last episode with with killing a turkey and being responsible for the food that you're eating and and being more conscious of these things and and not relying on like a factory farm store bought whatever i think it's important because the these are things that you're doing all the time and again the the consequence of eating all the time is having dirty dishes and if you're just sort of leaving stuff to pile up as though it's not your problem i don't know you're robbing peter to pay paul in a weird way you're saying i'd rather not do the dishes now because Maybe someone will come in and do them for me, even though that person never comes no, in. No, no one ever comes. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Someone is rocking out to ten years after. Yeah, I love you. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming is from that ten years after. It's coming. I can't. No, really, it's Moody Blues. It's coming from below or or beside it's us. The Moody Blues. Yeah, we're in a high traffic I'm zone distracted. here. Yeah, I'm getting distracted. Fo- are you annoyed by by distant sounds? I'm a little bit annoyed, <laughs> guys. If you haven't already picked up, we're talking about annoyances today. Yeah, we're talking about annoyances because I just got back from vacation, and I had a very lovely time relaxing and eating burritos, cheap, delicious, better than any Washington burrito you'll ever have. I love that your first descriptor is cheap. <laughs> I mean, I have a money problem, and by that, I, not, it's not that I have too much. Not if you're buying expensive burritos. Yeah, no, you. I think you have a money solution. I but. subscribed to a long time that no burrito should ever cost over five dollars. Yeah, I've upped that recently to seven. Inflation, but this is how things go. Yeah, the five dollar foot long is no more. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now it's seven, <laughs> and yet for some reason I saw people selling it for like two dollars. 
the other day. It go it, it weirdly fluctuates also. Yeah, the, the, you can we should that that'll be the gauge of the economy how the economy's doing. But I I I was so relaxed in California. Yeah. Other than being completely anxious Anti-annoyed. and stressed out. Yeah. Uh, when I wasn't completely anxious and stressed out, I was so relaxed. <laughs> I had my shirt off. I was driving around a different old Volvo. Oh, I was good. eating burritos, yeah. in case you haven't already heard. Yeah. And I went to the Korean spa, yes. as is the tradition. I got all my friends together. We bought a Groupon, and we went to a Korean spa, and it was excellent. Released your annoyances. I released my annoyances. I, I like going to the spa because... What I'll do, it's it's the only real pampering that I have. Mm. I don't I do not do a lot of other self-care stuff. Yeah. Although I guess I go to the gym and I go to the sauna. But it's it, but the Korean spa is the, the real thing. That's almost like, it, I mean, that's like work, right? Like, yeah, it's hard it's hard to call it pampering if you're lifting heavy bullshit. Heavy and, men. And yeah, and yeah, heavy dudes. And yeah, the, the, the spa is the prime direct, the goal, <laughs> now people are dragging shit above us. The goal is to... Uh, is to be relaxed, to be chill. You just you just relax. Yeah. So you go in, you take a nice shower to get all the impurities and deodorants and shampoos off you. Sure. Any colognes. Then you you jump in the the hot bath. Yep. The hot whirlpool. You get nice and toasty, and then you jump in the cold plunge. Freezing, <laughs> just it it burns. It burns so beautifully, and you got to get your head all the way uh-huh. in. Because if you don't go, you'll really regret it. So you do the full reset. You dunk your head in, and then you go into the sauna, and you just you do that cycle over and over and over and over again. But then in the end, the real beautiful part is, this is what I do. After I've done the cycle for about two, maybe three hours, I'll go over to the shower again. I'll shampoo my hair. I'll give it a good shampoo, mm-hmm. like like the type of shampoo that that you only get when you go to like Great Clips. And yeah. those Vietnamese women have those long nails. I think just... about that every now and then when I'm like when I'm go- when I'm in the shower. I'm very passive with my with my actual. No, you got to do it scrubbing and 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 wrenching away at my own body. You got to do it like you hired someone. To yeah, do it. right. You gotta, you, so you shampoo, you wash that, out, you get the conditioner, you get you get it all in there, and then you shave. You shave after going through the whole hot cold cycle. Yeah, your pores are nice and open. Sure, they give you the nine. They give you the ninety nine cent Bic razor. <laughs> you shave. But it you, works you fine. Cut yeah. yourself up. It feels great. <laughs> sure. Then you go into the locker rooms. You clean your ears. I stopped using Q tips uh-huh. a couple of years ago. Do yeah. you use Q tips still? Um, no, not 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 religiously. No, I mean you know, I think I will. If I if I feel like I need to do that maintenance check of my orifices, but yeah, I'm just the ear orifices, but yeah, and they're also as as is sort of famously um, attributed to them, they're not really meant for that either. So your Q-tips aren't. Yeah, like they explicitly say, don't put in your ears, even though. What are they meant for? Um, I don't really know. You're blowing my world. No, I'm 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 dead serious. How is a Q-tip not meant for your ears? I would argue I would argue that they're meant for uh, audio engineers to clean tape heads. Yeah, that's a, that's a good use for them. They're lit- yeah, they literally say on the on the thing, "Don't put in your ears because they, you know, I mean, don't don't get me started here. Everyone puts them in their if ears. If we're talking though. about annoyances, this this is the lawyer is ruining the world, but they don't want you to jam your eardrum. Hold on. And the Everyone number one uses- way you, the number one way you do that is by Putting something in your you ear. show ninety nine people a Q tip out of a hundred. They're gonna I'm, say, "Put that in your ear." I'm not arguing with you, but the it the, says, "Don't put it in your ear." The good people at Q Tip Co. don't really? want you to put it in your ear. I'm looking it up this right is now. Amazing, so that I can verify this. I feel like you're making it up. 
I shan't. I That's shan't like a sandwich out. saying do not eat. Like this is a sandwich somehow designed for like changing oil or you just, just look creating at it. greater efficiency. It doesn't make you're, any you're sense. You're supposed to scrub your car with the sandwich <laughs> and then your car gets clean. Anyways, I go to the spa, I clean my ears, I, I brush my hair, I get it all going, I'm shaved, I put some aftershave on, and I really feel like a new woman when I do it. Sure. I feel like I'm ready to take over the day. And well, I'm this paying is the attention, even though I'm looking at Q-tip boxes. Yes. So we we do this first thing. And a lot of people like to end their their days with the spa. Okay. I like to begin my nights with the spa. Ah. I like to rejuvenate. Sure, if you're freshly, then, freshly shaved and all showered up. Yeah, it was great. And I was, I, I was a little, yeah, I had some other stuff in me too. So I was feeling especially toasty, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And then we went back to my friend's house, had some drinks. Then we went out for Korean food at this place where they all dress up like in, they're in the military and uh-huh. it's like a barracks. Uh-huh. Anthony Bourdain recommends it if you're ever in, if you're ever in Koreatown. In Los Angeles. What's it called? I have no idea. But, Perfect. But look up like Anthony Bourdain <laughs> Korean restaurant, uh, Koreatown. You'll find it. They dress up like army men. It's the best Korean food I've ever had mm-hmm. next to Korean barbecue, which is also the best Korean food I've ever had. And then we just drank all night. It was it was wonderful. Um, That sounds wonderful. Uh, Q-tips box. First of all, Q-tips. Exciting because... It's that thing that's the it's the non-generic name, but has become the generic name, right? Like Band-Aid. Like Q-Tips is a brand name. Oh, like Kleenex. The Kleenex, yeah. Uh, warning, do not insert into ear canal. Entering the ear canal could cause injury. If oh, used- ear canal. That's the in-in ear. Yes. That's not the out ear. Ah, so that's, now we're talking, now we're talking about high level advanced pro, uh, 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 Q-Tip usage. You just use it to douche out your whole ear no. lo- like the like the ear folds no i'm i'm talking like you get in the ear but yeah. if you go really far that's the canal yes i feel like you just don't know the ear anatomy <laughs> no, i really don't I, I i said ear lobe when i was referring to actually the uh, you certainly can use them to rub whatever ear the weird part up top but you still, if we were to show a, a Q-tip to people, they would still put it in their ear. I mean, they put it a lot of it's, places. They put what, it wherever they want. It's what it's for. Uh, Trevor, what else annoys you? What is, what is something besides besides insects? And also, I, I find it I, I find it fun that we, you know we we live trying to live enlightened lives, but also we get to the point where mosquitoes are bugging us, and and we're totally okay with imparting death on them, electrifying death, right? Fuck mosquitoes. Is it, is it, they're just so small that they... We, oh, yeah, they we, have no life. We lose... Any, they don't matter. We lose any empathy for them. Uh, what annoys me? Traffic. Mm-hmm. Traffic is the number one. I was driving in California, and I thought... It, for some reason, the traffic in California is not as annoying as the traffic in Seattle. Interesting. I think it's because the highways are so large. Sure. They're like 12 lanes yeah. to one highway. Sure. And in Seattle, it feels like they're just not trying. Yeah. Like four lanes? <laughs> you can't do any better than this? California, they have 12 lanes. Sure. And so it makes sense. Like you tried. You did your best. Yeah. And this is still the outcome. And, and the people I understand. have still spoken. I understand. We all want to drive There's right just now. too many cars. Yeah. But Seattle... Three lanes? Yeah. One lane? Not enough. The I-5 is a one-lane highway? It does, yeah. One, does, la- one lane going north and south? Not get, even a two-lane It does get very south. skinny at some point. It's ridiculous. Points. Yeah. So, traffic is the number one. Yeah. Uh, shirts being too small that used to fit me, also a big annoyance. <laughs> oh, you know what a huge annoyance is? That's just a way is? of life, though. Underarms. My underarms are black. Uh-huh. Because I wear aluminum deodorant. Uh-huh. That never used to happen. Yeah, I mean, maybe it did, but I don't remember it. <laughs> that your your body is reacting poorly to some weird deodorant that no, you're my sticking. My body is a wonderland, but 
it's reacting poorly to <laughs> aluminum deodorant. So what? Most importantly, how do you deal with annoyances? Because I think that's the it's the it's not just the thing that that comes into your worldview that that you know buzzes by your ear. It's the how you treat it. Do you do you hole up under your sheets and covers yeah. and asphyxiate yourself, yeah. or do you tackle it head on with the thing? You know, like do you find yourself? Um, I don't know. Do you do you do you see yourself as someone that's resilient like that? I don't know. We've talked about resiliency before. This is hardly being like uh, you know rising like a phoenix from the ashes because you you toiled through some traffic. But how do you how do you how do you treat that within yourself? These annoyances. I'm, I mean, I think resilience. I think everyone is extremely resilient mm. in so far as you haven't yet killed yourself. <laughs> Remember, life is a choice. It's a good life yeah. is an active choice. I think when you boil it down that way, I think it's, I think it actually and helps. If you're still going. Yeah, you're still choosing to go. Sure, because one day you could wake up and just be like, "I'm not going to put on my brakes when I'm going over that overpass." Sure, over sure. <laughs> that is a choice. Yes, and so anyone who's keep, still going, they're good by me in that regard. Pro-life um, podcast, pro anxiety life. club. Yeah, anxiety club, pro-life. <laughs> um, do, what do I do to get over annoyed? Yeah. Wrestling, mainly. You, you, and I'm venting. Obviously, venting helps. You re-channel it. I love a good vent. Sure. I like to turn it into something. Yeah. I mean, I'm turning into a podcast. Yeah. I could just bitch to this, bitch to myself, my loved ones. You could stand out on the on the street. Waving and, a sign. And talk to people. Saying, God hates traffic. That's all. And fags. Remember. <laughs> That's Remember all. both. It's definitely in the Old Testament. I'm positive <laughs> of that. And God said, "Damn traffic." <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's that's healthy, right? Is this healthy? Is this podcast healthy? I think it's healthy. <laughs> I mean, it forces me to get out of the house, take the damn bus over here, 47 minutes rather than driving 17 minutes, Carl, because you now don't leave your goddamn studio. It used to be the case, folks, where Carl would come to me sometimes. Interpersonal annoyances. Carl would come to me sometimes in in my place, and I would go to Carl sometimes. But now that he's got this dank-ass studio with, like, fucking Janis Joplin going on in the background from one of his neighbors. I don't know what why they're listening. I think it's, like, Adele. It's not even Janis. It's Adele. Janis would be appropriate. Adele? To go from Moody Blues to Adele, who let, does that? Let the a record, psychopath. Let the record say that I can't. Too. I can't really control what my neighbors. Carl, your to. your coworkers <laughs> are psychopaths in this co-working no, space. Definitely not. Anyways, uh, yeah, I come out of the house. I come turn my anxieties and my anxiousness and my annoyances yeah. into a podcast. I put it up on SoundCloud, yeah. and everyone's happy. <laughs> Our millions of listeners tune in. They let us know what they're thinking, and all is well. Do you think that the the physical outlet for you is is key? I don't really I don't really feel like I have that. I don't feel like I need to like get my physical energy out on things. But then again, I don't really do it that much. So maybe if I had like a a heavy bag or someone that was maybe if I had someone in front of me that was that enjoyed tussling with another man, uh, that I would really latch onto it. I don't know, but it it doesn't strike me as anything that's like. Uh, like a di- you know, like there's people that that seem to imply that they must run or they must yes. work out, and I'm not that person. I've always been baffled. Like, yeah. how do you not go crazy? Well, uh, you're assuming I'm not crazy, I guess. Is yeah, the- but how, do you go home and just like strip off all your clothes and run around naked and say, ah, I can't stand no. this life? No, uh, no, I do again because that's what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. So how do you not? I I don't know. I don't really know. Like I don't. I'm I'm very content with the the act of of sitting and looking at a screen. I've I've normalized that into my life. That's a that's a commonplace thing, and uh, and 
doing it, I don't know, it doesn't really feel like work. I've done other things that do feel like work, and, and always doing that never really feels that much. So I don't have a, a major problem with, like, sitting down and doing marathon sessions of of sitting at a computer and looking at the screen. You ever had night sweats? Um, yeah, but but I think that's just because I'm sleeping with too heavy of a blanket. <laughs> You're at night terrors? No. Anything ever kept you up at night? Besides a mosquito? No. No. <laughs> no. What do you mean? Like what makes what makes you anxious? What what makes you twiddle your thumbs? What really uh aggravates you? I mean, I you know, thinking When is the last time you shouted? Thinking oh, interesting an interesting I think I did it I think I did it jokingly last night with Lizzie. Joking doesn't was, shout. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I'm not I'm not a very aggressive person. What? I can't I can't stress that enough. I'm a very aggressive yeah, person. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's why we work well together. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um I mean I get it. I get it. But I also but I don't know. This is this just is my default, you know? Mellow. I try to be mellow. Like it, it never really seems to benefit the situation to get all hot and bothered about stuff, you know? So uh, hence the annoyances I try and keep a mostly zen approach to things. Cuz it's like there's a what how did this go it's some sort of like flow chart thing where it's like you know have a problem yes is there something you can do about it if mm-hmm. yes do it if no stop worrying about it oh. you know like and, and does that work for you and if you don't have a problem don't don't worry about it if the yeah. answer was no to it then don't really worry about it i don't know it kind of does <laughs> it kind of does because because these things are always in, as important as you as you make them and and i i don't know i don't sit on twitter all day long waiting for donald trump to tweet something so i can get my ire all built up and and because of that, I don't have my ire built up about those things. Do you have to hold yourself back from getting agitated about things ever? Um, like when you do, you, what do you? What's your Facebook feed look like? Oh, very barren, very barren. Is it friends or? Is but it I'm kind news of outlets? over it. Oh, 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 yeah. Like you mean like what am I posting or what? No, are no, other no. People what are you reading? Posting what are you and, taking in? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's mostly news things and 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 friend things and you know the the catchy video. Here and there, but you don't get aggravated by the news things. I don't know. I try not to. I I, I get. I guess I get aggravated. I get aggravated and annoyed when I devote time to it. Fair because, point. Because, because, because I don't see it as important, mm. or I don't see it as terribly relevant, or it's only as relevant as I'm allowing it to be. Um. Uh. There's a. <laughs> There's, I wanted to talk to you about this. It really doesn't deserve a whole podcast, but I wanted to talk to you about this this video game I've been playing an oh, yeah, awful lot of, and it's called Overwatch, and uh, I'm full addicted to it. It's causing problems in my life. Like what? I think about it a lot. Oh, but what are the what are the concrete problems? But, you know, playing it. And that's not a problem. And neglecting the things I ought to be devoting time to, such as such as anything else in the world. Give me concrete. Give me specific. Work, social relationships, <laughs> um, productive music things. Any of the projects I'm trying to work on, trying to be. Yeah, I, I, I get, I get personally annoyed, and then that leads to you know, uh, personal beating myself up process because I feel like. A worthless piece of shit that's never going to do anything good. And then you just 
go to the video game for and comfort. then you go back to it but it's i mean it, it is very much a Just drug because it, it it feels very good to play it and all those problems seem to go away this is my opium it's the opium of the of my own personal yeah and and i i'm trying now to i'm trying now to use it as a tool against myself i'm trying to use it cuz it's a measurable thing right what's what's most what's most fucked up about it is um in the career profile of the, oh. of the thing, you, it, it very clearly shows how much time you log on it. Yeah. Which is interesting because there's a lot of different characters. It's a team-based game. I'll break it down for you, Trevor. Please it's, do. It's a team-based game. And uh, there's, I don't know, 20-something, 30-something characters. And they all have little different roles. And you basically work as a team together to fight the other team. And... Uh, it's a noble activity. Yeah, right. No, it's this is this is high level stuff. Did they do anything? And uh, the, the or characters they just exist. The characters, yeah, they they shoot guns. No, your enemies. Your enemies. Yeah, they're 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 coming at you, trying to kill you. Oh, I eat eye, eye for an eye. That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, so part of the measurement of this game is that it shows how much time you've devoted to every character. Yeah, and then. Then you get the joy of at the end of some amount of time. They have sort of seasons in the game. They're about two months long, and then they kind of it kind of resets. Um, sort of a, a good way of like tracking progress and, and compartmentalizing the game into smaller chunks. Uh, but yeah, you have the joy of looking back on it and thinking all of the more productive things you could have done with I don't know, let's say a hundred hours. I mean, it's I, where, are we, I, where are we getting that number? Carl? I don't. It's a number that has surely been hit on. I'm I'm definitely not at a hundred hours, but I've I've for sure surpassed the 40 and 50 hour mark. Two and, days. Huh? Two days yeah, worth. That's right. And and I think what what could have been done in that time? All the new languages I could have l- learned. Not even sleeping day. Like no, we're not even counting that's t- two days of active work. Sure. That's, that's what if I'm, you stayed up 24 that's what hours. I'm saying. Yeah. Two days in a row. And that's being generous. I'm being I'm being very conservative with this estimate wow. with my own. And and just sort of in general, right? Like there are demonstrably people that are playing it. You can look at them. You can just pull them up and be like What's this person? How long? How many hours have they logged? So you've substituted your gambling addiction for video games. Oh yeah, big time. Me. This, I mean, this is and this, this absolutely gets back to this this crazy concept that I've developed with myself of time gambling. I'm gambling my time now. Okay. The I'm not I'm not necessarily spending money though. If I'm if I if I'm you know freelanced and self employed and can technically be making money any time I want to devote to it, then. Anytime I don't devote to it is uh, is is money not being made. But yeah, and more in general, in, in the more esoteric way, I'm gambling my time with what's this game called? Some again? other thing. It's called Overwatch. 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 And how are you planning on getting away from your addiction? Well, I it's the fact that it's so measurable, and the fact that it's a foe, that it's such an obvious thing that I see as a detriment. It it's easy to plant a flag on it and and I think sort of take it head on. It really... It, it, this but is what really, does it look like? Are you is, just not playing this is, it? Yeah, Did this you is, delete it? This is really... No, I haven't deleted it. Uh, and I, sh- I shan't delete it. Uh, uh, but this is... This I'm going to have a few drinks. This is... Yeah, look, th- at, look, I don't got a problem. I just need to have less many drinks. This is absolutely... So now I'm having less many. <laughs> just a few. Give me another one. <laughs> this is absolutely what an alcoholic sounds like where it's like, okay, well, 
what if we can just string together some days? This is what an alcoholic sounds like. This is what an Overwatch addict sounds yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, this is Overwatch therapy. Th- it very well might be. I mean, and I think it's a, I don't know. It's it's something that is uh is new. I haven't been playing this game for for years and years. What does uh, it do for you? It is. It's. It's. You know. It probably. What it probably does is it probably does the same sort of mental. Uh, exhilaration you get from something actually f- physical and hard. No, it doesn't. I'm, I, 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 I know you say that. Full of shit. I know you say that. <laughs> I know you say that. But I, I, I'm I'm speaking my truth, Trevor. I'm telling you. I'm I'm giving it to you straight from the horse's mouth. I'm just telling you the, the how it's felt playing it. It's a it's a fun game to play. It's a, it requires teamwork. When it's working, when it's clicking, it it feels good. It feels like you're that you're like accomplishing your goals. It's it's weird little hits of dopamine mixed with you know competitiveness, mixed with tech technological things melding together, and it's an interesting experience. And and yeah, playing it, uh, playing it is fun. Playing it is playing it when it's working well is is a fun, enjoyable thing. And what's all at the same time, what's also weird about it, and just sort of weird about I think gaming, like internet gaming, computer gaming in general, is that much with like other things, uh, you know, comments sections and people sort of anonymousness of your online personality. People use it as an excuse to be nasty. People use it as, as an excuse to purposefully be. An asshole. What are they telling you? Purposely. What's that? What are they telling you? Oh, you. Oh, I mean, well, you what's know. one of the things? That, what? What? Oh, what are you thinking of when you say that? People. People. You know, calling you a nigger faggot. Calling you? Not me personally. What did but they call you, Carl? I, no one is attacking me. No one's I'm attacking you. People are. People. People are, are you nasty. attacking? People. No, I'm not. Do you attacking. turn into a dick when you play video games? No, I really don't. But I. But I do. But I. But I. I feel it when it's creeping up. When you, it's called being on tilt, which is a is that which, what it is? Which is a, yeah, which is basically technically a gambling poker term. Oh. It's when you're, it's when you get, it's when you get got, and now you're now you're playing from behind and you're playing angry, and you're I not talk being so much shit when I play video games. Yeah, and you're not being, you're not thinking clear headed, and you're you're uh, you end up making worse decisions because you're you're trying to make back something that you that you thought was unjustly lost or something mm. like that. But yeah, you feel you feel it when when someone starts to get under your skin. You can talk to these people. You can communicate. You wear a headset? Yeah, you can communicate with a team and you can and uh you can have communications back and forth. Are these team members you know in real life? Sometimes, but mo- mostly no. Mm. Mostly just random. People, How'd you hear right? about it? Um my my buddy, my landlord/roommate/friend uh uh was playing it. So he's and- like, "Your rent's late." By the way, you want to play? And he got me, yeah. And we play, and we play too much, and we both we both recognize that as a as a minor problem. I was talking to my cousin over Thanksgiving break, and we were walking around the block because he's getting to that age where he's he's kind of getting a little too cool. Mm-hmm. Like he's not really interested in being my little nephew anymore. <laughs> At least he's there, but he's still in that boy stage mm-hmm. where he's not quite certain what that means. Basically, he's entering puberty um, or thereabouts. Mm. And I wanted to make a point to just hang out with him because he's got three, two brothers. So there's three boys. And I try to make it a point to engage one of them, each of them one-on-one for a period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is just you. I'm not hanging out with your other, the other kids, just you for this time. I'm going to be a good uncle. I'm going to go each of you and give you 
give you attention. Sure. So we were getting breakfast, and I was like, hey, you want to go walk around the block? And he's like, yes, sure. And I saw that he started getting into video games, mm-hmm. which is something that I've always kind of looked at with kind of a cocked head. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, why are you doing that? Because I... Because you're a brute. I'm a brute. No, because <laughs> I used to play video games when I was younger, yeah. and I would always get addicted. Yeah. I like instantly, I would yeah. just start playing for hours, and I would get this rush, yeah. and I would like start sweating, yeah. and I like couldn't leave the house, and like I really felt it, and I was yeah. like, this is really dangerous. Yeah, I definitely came from similar similar back because they were so fun yes it was so fun and that's what you did and i don't know it was new yeah it was nothing else like it yeah like there was football playing outside and then there was video games and video games were way more fun Mm. for whatever reason sure and uh, i was talking to him about why he liked video games because i wanted to understand why he liked these things maybe he felt something different from me Mm. and he's like well i like video games because you can be free as you can be free He's like, yeah, you can choose your own world. You can do whatever you want. And I asked him, I was like, that have to do with being a kid? He's like, yeah, as a kid, you don't get to make your own choices. Mm. Everyone else is telling you what to do and how you have to dress and mm. who you want to be. But in video games, you get to be free. And I never put those two together mm-hmm. because I don't think the video games that I were playing really allowed for that freedom. Whereas the games now, sure. where you can just sort of like be in the world, yeah. making actual decisions, yeah. not just following the single plot line, yeah. uh, really allow for a certain degree of freedom. That said, I would argue that the an important thing to remember whether or not you're young or old in video games is moderation. Mm-hmm. So long as you can play and then step back and then do something else, you're good. But what I found that in video games and technology, they are designed in a particular way to to ward off moderation. Mm-hmm. They want all of your attention. And if you give them the slightest inch, they'll take all of your attention. And I don't find that in other activities because other activities require some effort. Mm-hmm. Video games require no effort. Right. You're literally just sit down and press a button. And again, I I I I shit you not, the you but you still have you still have a, a mental and slightly physical, because these can be, you know, intense sort of moments within the game. Yes. You'll still have a result that felt as though effort was was yeah, it's like was, masturbation was given out. The sure. end product is the same as <laughs> something, sex. Something like but that. But they're a little different. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, ideally, they're not happening all at the same time. But yeah. No. I've yeah. And 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 that's the that's the allure to it because it's like ah, these are indoor kids, but you're still. Uh, you're you're still tapping into something that is probably you know innate in all of us, which is like yeah, oh the 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 joy of physical competition and and you know playing in some sort of thing that feels like it matters or you know it's it's as though life or death mm. and you know if you if you were to really take the the game to its maximum whatever and and you know really thinking like what if this was what if this was my life, you know, like what if I was this character in this game and how seriously you'd want to take it? And then, yeah, it would be this much more, um, uh, much more intense, uh, uh, interaction and activity that you'd be taking. Um, what was I going to say? The, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Especially the, the freedom aspect of the game. Right. And, and especially coming from the perspective of, of a, of a child, of someone that isn't terribly free. Like, like you said, you're, your decisions are largely made for you. And but I think what's, when you, what when you get interesting these, about When you get it. these games where you can design your own world or, or you know, customize things how you like it, all of a sudden you have 
agency or you have choice. What was interesting about it for me is that seeing more and more grown men, I guess there's some women, but more and more grown men take up video games mm-hmm. as a legitimate hobby. Mm-hmm. Not even do not even going from like boyhood kind of tapering off and then the occasional play, but just yeah. straight through. Yeah. Like I started playing at 14 and I just play all the way through. Yeah. Um I think they're getting the same thing that my little nephew is. Yeah. I think they're getting oh, yeah. a sense of freedom in their everyday life and that they don't have that they don't have in their everyday life. Yeah. And I think the more and more you play video games, the less and less free you become in the outside world. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's definitely a, a break even point where you've you know crossed too far and you just are more video game than like real. real and also, person. if you're just going to work, you're just checking into work so that you can go back home and play video games. Yeah. There's nothing to incentivize you to really say, "Hey, I need to change some shit." Yeah. It's just like, "Nah, I just got to go get through this thing and then I can go play video games." Yeah, and it, it ultimately it eventually becomes your the community that is that you identify with, you what know. What are your thoughts on man caves? Um, I don't know, because I kind of I kind of always have one, but I always just sort of use it as like a workspace. Yeah. Are they different from what is, offices? What is it? I don't really Yeah, I don't I have to imagine they are. But I, I, I don't feel really like know. They're more geared towards man children. Whereas the office was geared towards the professional adult yeah. man, man the, caves the study. Yeah, man, man caves. <laughs> the place are, with that green lamp. Yeah, in it. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted one. Man caves are where adult men go and escape their adult lives because they're not prepared for it's it. It's the shop. It's the shop. It's the shop, but it, it probably has a a big TV in it rather big than a TV, old Volvo. video games, uh, scotch. Fucking, not even Scotch. Dude shit. These are man babies. These are fucking like <laughs> vodka. Like Dorito chips yeah, and Yeah, Doritos Bud Light. Yeah. and like vodka and Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think the man cave, you know, is different to different people. Uh, I don't have a strong need for it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's not a... I, but I also, I also kind of use one all the time anyway. Like, in many ways, this is... This studio space is sort of a weird man cave, yeah. I guess, right? just has all my bullshit strewn about. But they're usually, but the thing with the man caves is that they're present inside the house. Yeah. Which indicates that you're not really fully, comf- at least uh, as I interpret it, yeah. you're not fully comfortable <laughs> within your house. And so you need this little spot that's you. Yeah. Because everything else is not you. Yeah. And I would never want to live in a house where everything was not me. Except this little corner. What am I, a fucking dog? Well, is that, yeah, I mean, that's that. Yeah, that's that like freedom again. Like maybe that's your only. I don't know. It's pathetic. I don't know what's. Yeah, I don't who know. Who are what's these going men on. who don't have any say on what their house looks like? They're they're simply must. They're just be. sitting passively. But also, and it's, they're like, I fucking hate this life. I need to go. I need to go in somewhere else. Yeah, but also it, it's apparently you know some sort of. I don't know. I I, I do have one in a way, and I'm I'm like likely going to be you know rekindling that at my place. Like my I work in the basement, and it's very cave-like down there but do and you use that as an escape or do you use that as a works like if stuff's a, going a little bit of both i guess a little bit of both do you run away to it <laughs> i'm never running but yeah, yeah i don't you know hide in it yeah i don't if you and lizzie are having an argument will you go down there um yeah i imagine i would i'm, I'm i don't i can't think of like a, a recent like leaving to the basement in a huff Moment that I Carl Benitez doesn't have arguments. <laughs> I don't really. Yeah, I don't just know. such a chill guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I internalize everything. I just kind of, kind of, you know. Leave. But so it, it's just a big black cancer inside of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't let it out. It's gonna. I don't. How do you not feel it? 
What's your pulse? <laughs> 300. Yeah, depending on how much coffee I've had, which is like a low amount today. Um, yeah, yeah I, we got to talk about how you're no longer providing coffee, Carl. I, What's going on? I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't get you some no coffee. You no longer ground. have coffee at I, the office? I need to get coffee grounds. You could buy coffee grounds and bring them by. I was thinking about it. Yeah, well, but I think he who hurt. provides the coffee also provides the studio. That's fair. You want to come over to my place? I got coffee, we're, baby. We're working out the interpersonal annoyances we coffee. have right now. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, should I be more concerned about how how low key I am about everything? No, Is that what I'll stay saying? concerned for you. Thank you, and you go on being relaxed. Thank you. Okay, I'll take it. Let's end the show. What are your annoyances, people? Um, I think this show is going to work best if you contact us, email us, anxietycluppodcast at gmail.com. We'd really like to hear from you. We we have nothing much better to do than to read random emails from random listeners. But if you're out there, send us an email. We will uh, either respond to you or uh, actually chat about it on the podcast. So. Treat us like an anonymous anonymous therapy session. Yeah. Tell us whatever you want. Tell it, Let us know if you don't want us to say your name or if you want us to say your name. You, we'll share your story and maybe we'll compare our notes. You know what I think would be the best direction for this podcast? We're always We're constantly talking about what to do and how to do it good. I think we're an advice an advice podcast because I think both of us are are pushy know it alls that like to mansplain shit to people and I think that if you if you came at us with any question and we're looking for advice we would instantly have what to us would be perfect spot on advice and we would gladly give it out to you. I have no doubt. I have no <laughs> doubt that just, I would be able to tell this, you the right thing to this do. This is the call. This is the calling for us. So yeah, if if anyone has any uh, yeah, if you're if you're curious about how to get over your annoyances, just drop a line and, and we'll happily tell you everything that you need to do in your life that we don't do in our lives. Oh, your one-stop shop for uh, advice and advice-related activities. That's right. Take care, folks. Thanks for listening. World, one, world, one.